Welcome back to the Crazy Wildlife Podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Jared. <laughs> All right. So today with us, we have Chad and Morgan from Marshfield Outdoors Podcast. And we are so, so happy to finally be able to talk to you guys in this setting. I mean, yeah. So I guess let's just walk through Jared and Chad's relationship because uh, it's been pretty serious, I feel like, since <clears throat> you guys met last year. I would say it's flowering. Well, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary, Jared. Yeah, yeah. we did. Uh, so the sweet. Virginia Outdoor Show. Mm -hmm. That's where we uh, we we met. And you first, first hit it off. Yeah, we yeah, and it's been. I was actually since. in my booth, and um, that last <laughs> year was the first year that we actually did the Virginia Outdoor Sportsman Show, and Ben came up to me, which maybe you'll have them on sometime or not. Yeah. Um, but Ben came up to me. He's like, "Hey, you gotta go over and check out Beakwhackers, Waterfowl, this and that." He's like, "He's a really, really good dude over there. Um, he's got a really cool thing going on. He's uh, local, this and that." I was like, "All right, well." So Morgan and I started making our rounds finally, and we got over there and met Jared and Katie. I don't, were you there then, or did you come? I no, I think I was there every day last year. It was this year that I didn't yeah. get to really be there at all. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. But, she may have been doing the walking around. I could have. No, that may have happened. I think when uh, Ben so did come up the first time. Cash. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I was probably just walking around. Yeah, but you know, we hit it off there, and um, mm -hmm. then uh, Jared brought over some uh, t-shirt and a hat, and Ben snatched the hat up really quick. Oh yeah, no, he didn't give that a chance. I think. Hey, I've been repping that t-shirt for a year, son. Heck yeah, we <laughs> need to get I love it every time I see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, like, how we all first kind of met. And I think that um, when I walked around the next time, like, Morgan, you were there, too. Were you, you spent the whole weekend there last year as well, right? Yeah, I was in and out because we had the girls at my parents. So I was with them half the time, and then I came and was with Chad the other half. But nice. I think that their bromance, like, overshadowed because you were there at the booth. Because I met Prob you at the booth because y'all were talking about the, can we talk about the pickle guy? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, that would have been the second time because Ben yeah, came yeah. first and then sent Chad. So I would I probably was gone. And so I was back by the time y'all walked back. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember yeah. meeting y'all and then y'all were like, Don't eat the pickles. <laughs> and Morgan wanted the pickles. And <laughs> I had eaten half the jar of the pickles. She <laughs> was like, I just saw him take his whole hand and stick it in the bucket of pickles. Oh, I forgot yep. about that. Yucky. Oh yeah. Oh. Like, no glove or nothing. He's like Raw like dog and pickles. Raw? That's what I was oh, going to yeah. say. <laughs> Just a kubloonk. But yeah, so that was where that's where we met you guys for the first time. Um, and it was really special. I know, like, truthfully, like, you guys have become, I mean, especially Jared and Chad, like, you guys have become super close over the past yeah. year. And no, it's meant a lot. I mean, I don't know. There's not too many weeks that go by that I don't conversate with Chad about something, whether it's like, hey, I'm messing with this food plot or like something dumb like, Hey, uh, I don't know. The sky looks weird here. Is it weird there too? I mean, you know, I mean, like, no. Between that or like, uh, you know, trying to get ready for our upcoming duck seasons and, and stuff seasons, like that, and we're like, yeah. hey, like, let's get together. Let's hopefully you can film, or let's get together and just at least hang out. And yeah, yeah. Hey, One uh, day we're so. gonna all go out to dinner with our children, and it's gonna be lit. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, oh heavens. Yeah, no, it'll be good. Um, but yeah, so obviously you guys were like a natural choice to try to like get on here and talk to and everything like that. Cause I feel like not only have like this really cool friendship transpired, but also like our lives are very similarly aligned, which is the, like, you guys have two children, you got the girls, we got the boys. Um, I know you guys are a family of faith and everything, which is also really special to be able to meet people like that. Um, but we kind of like, we just want to hear about like your guys perspective on like family and the outdoors. So like. Mm -hmm. your relationship, your children, things like that, how you involve them. Um, so just to like kick it off, I mean, can you guys tell us a little bit about like how you guys each got into hunting? Oh, first, I need, uh, first I need to ask this question. <clears throat> so Morgan, I'm being from Atlanta. <laughs> how, from did Atlanta? You, how did you get a city slicker like Chad into hunting? Listen, it's not Atlanta, it's South Hill. <laughs> pretty close, pretty close, pretty close. I, I've been practicing on that for and like three weeks. So. If you don't know, we are known for driving Mercedes or any type of like two-door two, two -door car. 
and going dog hunting with the dogs coming out of the back. So heck yeah, we just go. Mercedes with hounds. I like it. Yeah, Yeah. that is like that has to be your claim to fame, like where you're from. It is. Very but yeah. Sorry, not a lanner. I'll, I'll fix it next time. But mm-hmm. I, like I said, I've been I've been practicing on this. For Jared's like, like I'm gonna call Chad a city slicker. It's gonna be hilarious. He is. <laughs> oh gosh, here we go. But yeah, so how did you guys each like individually come up? It, did you come up hunting? Like how did how did that look for you guys? You want to start? Sure. Go ahead. Um. So my um, I grew up hunting with my biological father. Um, And that's how um, we kind of connected. I would go to his house on the weekends and he would take me to like field trials. Um, We would do a little bit of steel hunting, but it was mostly field trials. And we loved to hunt on the lake, um, waterfowl. And then we would go off. We, I think that we went a couple of times to like Massachusetts to this big dog hunt. And it was always a weekend that I would go with him. Um, and we would spend the whole weekend and I'd be around all these guys and it was like, you know, I was the token girl. So I would get all the snacks and everybody would pay attention to me. Um, and then when I got a little older, we kind of drifted apart and then I had some of my guy friends that would always go hunting and they'd always take me along with them. And then when I decided I was looking for someone to spend my life with i guess i just was like hey i want to do this with you too so oh so chad was part of the guy friend group no he was not oh okay oh no. we can go down that route uh, <laughs> he was not part of the guy friend group we actually met through my cousin um and he led on that he hunted a little bit but not as much as he actually hunts. Not a big deal. This sounds so familiar. He was pretty obsessed with me at first. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. 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 But he was like, after the first date, we went out the next night. Like we we went out for dinner, and then the next night we went out for went out. ice cream, and then the next night he was like, I he was didn't like, say no. <laughs> but so like I didn't hear anything about hunting. I was like, oh yeah, he hunts. I was like, yeah, but I could probably show him thing or two well then then he like hooked me and he's like okay we're in a relationship we're getting engaged all this stuff well all of a sudden he's leaving me and i'm where are you going where are you headed yeah like it was every day every single day and he what time of year what time of year did you guys start dating in the summer oh that is rough that is rough yeah yeah and we got engaged after six months, so yeah, like November. But yeah. see, she stuck it out through the first part of bow season into the rut. And you know she's what? Like, and she said yes. <laughs> I think she so, just wanted the hardware that came. I got made <laughs> like you did on those yeah. um, cameras. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Although I will say we did start dating in the fall, but I, I think I, I got bamboozled even harder, honestly, because I didn't real like that was the fall, and he must have been really into it because he didn't hunt that much. But then the next year came around, and I it took was like, rug. And <laughs> in, in all fairness, that year, I think I I took off, like, the two weeks of muzzleloader season. That's fair. So, like... It was not... I was none the wiser. Yeah. She's like, oh, like, I can see you at nighttime? Like, oh, yeah, because I'm working so hard at during nighttime. the day. Like, in the eve In the evening, like, after, I don't know, 7 o'clock. Yeah. You know? Dinner. Like, dinner. We could go have yeah. dinner. Like, so, every evening, she's like, oh, what'd you do? I was like, I work so hard today. Yeah. I work... I was like, let me tell you. Yeah. I work so hard. Okay. It had nothing to do with tree stands, but uh. absolutely not. Okay, so but like, sh- long story short, like you you had you knew what you were doing as far as hunting went. Yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, yeah, I did, but well, I mean, he, he tried started. to mansplain a lot to me, mm. which was precious. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah, cute. So yeah. Cute. <laughs> oh. But I mean, we we hunted together when we first, you know, the first season came in. She was bow hunting with me and stuff like that. And then um, he did introduce me to bow fishing, which is we had a lot of fun uh, yeah, with that. I did love that. Yeah, yeah, but, that's cool. Yeah, I started hunting when I was real young. Um, so kind of like Morgan, I, I, my biological dad, we kind of drifted apart. But I was really young, 
um, when that happened. So he was never really in my life. But, man, I called my dad as Frank, which you all met at the dove hunt. Yeah. Um, he's been in my life since I was probably four years old. And he was engaged with my mom for a long time. And he doesn't have any biological kids himself. So he, you know, we didn't really hit it off at first. Um, but once we started getting, hanging out together and, you know, mom kind of pushed the, the fact that, you know, he needed to take me to the farm and show me, you know, how to be a man at the farm and work and this and that, um, you know, I started hunting and I started hunting with a 22 and then, uh, the first dove hunt I went on was probably when I was 11 years old and it was just like you, you saw it the other weekend with dove everywhere and Chaos. You know, all our friends Crazy. and stuff. And I had a single shot 410 that it would never eject the shell. So I'd run down the fence road to the next person. He'd pop it out with a pocket knife. And I probably oh wore people God. out more than anything. But, I mean, that was like the, the best times of my life that I can remember because I was so young and it was just kind of so carefree at the farm. Um, but it kind of started really setting that fire off in me about hunting. And that's just kind of where I connected with Frank throughout my life is through the farm and through the woods and, and hunting like that. But... Um, you know, we started turkey hunting together. You know, we really didn't have turkeys around the farm. And when I was 11, 12 years old, him and I started turkey hunting together. And I remember when uh, he finally, it was like three years that we didn't kill a turkey. We'd hear one turkey gobble and we'd chase that one turkey all year. And we finally <laughs> killed one like the third season that we hunted together. I was like 13 years old and right before a baseball game. And the turkey had come in and I shot it. And he was just sitting there crying at the base of the tree. And I'm like, what are you crying about? You know, and just like that moment, it was like, and now I can see what he was probably feeling now that Edie and Everly are coming along. So just hunting has always been a big part of my life just through the father-son relationship thing that, you know, I didn't really have with my biological father. But now it's something that I really am connecting with my kids on and, you know, taking them they go with me everywhere all the time. You know, took Edie on her first hunt last year, and she sat there and ate chips and drank orange juice. That's what she wanted to do. And, um, you know, and once we had kids, <laughs> Morgan really, she really let me hunt. She really did, and, and she stayed home with the kids. And um, But now she's done bought her another bow this year. I came home another week, like two weeks ago, and she's like, hey, I got a surprise for you. I was like, what's that? She said, I got a babysitter for the first week of bow season. We're going to bow hunt all weekend. I'm Yay. like, I knew, that's why I married you. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. You were the one. <laughs> so like, I'm picture. looking forward to that. And I know we were talking about the cameras and stuff earlier and how I kind of upset her this afternoon and stuff. But like, she doesn't understand the, the thought and the, the time that I'm putting in because I'm so excited about that, that weekend that it's not just let's go out and hunt. Like we can do you that. Want it, you want it to I be a banger. Be, yeah. I want it to be successful. Yeah. And it takes time. It takes, you know, y'all know. And yeah. I don't want to just throw her out in the woods because she does have limited time to hunt when she does get the hunt. So mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know, I wanted yeah. to make, you know, a good situation for her every when she's able to go. Yeah. So that's kind of my no. hunting story than us now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can. I feel like we empathize with that. Like, and oh, yeah. honestly, until you said that, Chad, that did not like fit in my brain that like that's part of the reason why so much effort goes into right. food plots and cameras and just shooting lanes and like everything that is it all making sense now yeah, sure <laughs> we'll say that's chad thought chad's <gasps> thought process and maybe it's yours no, too we'll i just see. needed you to talk to chad like a month ago when i was doing all this stuff yeah and, you know but yeah, no, that's that's really special though. That you know, you guys, that's like you become your love language. Right. <laughs> like, no, it's awesome. fun, you know. It's time we can get out in the woods and enjoy it together. And mm -hmm. I'm. It also helps me a little bit because, you know, she just wants to go, and you know, whatever happens, happens. Jared, I'm sure you can kind of connect with me on this. Like, I get amped up about it. Like, I want it to be a success. I want her to shoot something. I want, you know, look at these pictures. Look at that picture. Um, but it also helps me because I know with kids, which we'll get into later, that's one thing I've had to like make sure I kind of hone myself in on is is not making it not fun. Right. And, and you know, they're starting. I want to introduce it to them and yeah. um, and make so, keep it light you know, and fun. Yeah, that's smart. Well, yes. yeah, and I went through a period of time when the kids were super little, you know, because they're two and four now, so. When we had babies, 
um, which I still think they're babies. But, you know, mm-hmm. it, I kind of got a bad taste in my mouth with hunting because it was like, I've got these two babies here and you're going to go out and do all this. And now that we've had some time to kind of settle in with these two kids and, you know, the jobs and the new house and all this stuff, I take what I had as a kid and connecting with my dad and I saw again how much time and effort he put into it. And I'm like, it it's so special to me to be able to look back and think that Chad's doing that too. And it was kind of the same for him. Mm-hmm. Like this this man who wasn't his biological father, but, you know, taking this time and, and he is your dad now, you know, and putting the effort and taking him out and hunting that turkey all day or all season just for that one little thing. It's a special connection. And I, I don't think until you have that, like you really don't understand it's not yeah. just sitting in a tree or sitting in a blind it's 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 something a lot bigger for us i think right mm-hmm. now yeah yeah i i completely agree with that i i did not grow up hunting but like some of jared's like best stories are like him and his dad like doing mm-hmm. that because they did a lot of deer hunting oh yeah um, i grew up deer hunting and yeah, yeah. that was yeah. like my dad didn't waterfowl hunt he didn't turkey hunt he didn't we deer hunted yeah and then like hardcore yeah like that was back when the season used to come in on Monday. Mm-hmm. And dad would take off the first week every year. And I remember that being like, begging, like, can I, can I, can I? He's like, no, son, I don't think so. Not, not on opening week. No, you can't. <laughs> it's you too know, serious. Uh, you know, it was his time. Yeah, he'd always take off work. And like every, that, like I said, I don't know, in the 90s, I guess, you know, season, and probably before that, but you know, as far as I can remember, always came in on Monday. And uh, yeah, some of the, the core memories. But like when I did finally start going with them, all came stemmed from that, you know. Yeah. And right. It's well, special. and then like I said, y'all, you all got to experience the dove hunt this year, which is awesome. I hope you continue Sorry. to come every year. But we like will. that, <laughs> huge, like that's a huge date and milestone, like every year for me. And Morgan even had to get used to that because mm-hmm. we've been doing that ever since I was ten years old. And before I even started hunting, people were coming to the farm and dove hunting like that. But probably five or six years ago may probably around that point we started doing the uh the the donation hunt yeah and we had people you know not that we want to get paid to have the cookout we have the cookout not that you know my dad it's a ton of effort to put that whole thing on with, hey it's all those hay bales he has oh out gosh. there and just like I mean, not only just, and take care of the field last fall you know so it's like a whole year ago that this is prepared you know being prepared and um you know, and we just put a lot of time and effort into it. But what we've done is we've taken and, and you know, we didn't do it this year, Jared. I know we kind of talked about it, um, but we usually uh, give money to Bridges, which is a um, uh, a school here in Culpeper that my aunt goes to for handicapped adults, mentally ha- uh, handicapped adults. And it helps provide them with uh, like a daily routine, gives them, you know, they'll stuff newspapers, they'll go on field trips, they'll they'll do things like that. So, And she's been going to that for ever since I can remember. So we started doing that about five, six years ago. And then, um, you know, Jared, obviously, will continue to talk about the beak whacker stuff later on. But, no, that, I mean, that's what, this, that's what that whole day means to us as a family, and then it kicks off hunting season. Like it's on after the the, the dove hunt, right? Yeah. 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 That was, I told Jared, I said, I would rather not ever dove hunt. Like I would rather not try to dove hunt the entire time you're able to dove hunt and only do that. Like if that is the only dove hunt, to, I'm just, you guys are out here poisoning me. Like my first early goose hunt, I was like 12 weeks pregnant with Huck. And it was just an absolute banger. I'm like, just I think we shot like 65 or 70 falling years, out of the like... sky. And I'm like, this is awesome. Cause that was when I like, that was my first year hunting, I think. Yeah, yeah. My first year hunting, I was pregnant with Huck. And um, Jared's like, this, this is not normal. Just so you know, this is not regular. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, we were on the drive home last weekend or yeah, last weekend. Two yeah. weekends ago? Couple weeks ago. Yeah. But I'm like, I would rather not dove hunt and just do that once a year. That yeah. was a blast. Like I think next year, if we are invited back, we want to bring Rhett and maybe Huck. Like that would be such a blast. Yeah, such a blast. Um, Party market on the calendar. Yeah, the family calendar. We will literally like a circle around. It. I will yeah. miss anything. <laughs> but it was it was a blast. A good time, and, and you know, you look at the families that have come 
you know, I know you didn't get to meet everybody there, but Ben and Benji. I mean, Ben's been my friend since kindergarten, and Ben's like another father to me, a father figure to me. And um, he's, you know, they've come every year, and now getting to see Macon, you know, Macon was there. I know. That was awesome. He's, he's so cute. It's really neat seeing like the full rotation back and and the new generation yeah. going through and. Oh, um, yeah. Just how special it's going to mean to, you know, the next generation of kids. Yeah, too. 100%. Jared's got friends. We have friends that he's been duck hunting with for probably like 10 to 15 years. And now, you know, just the one that comes to mind, we both have six-year-old sons. They're two months apart. And that this was the first year that they got to go together. And it's just so cute to watch these little, like, copy-paste versions of their daddies, like, in the duck blind or whatever, just goofing off, you know. They don't know what's going on, really, but... It's amazing to get to watch that trickle down in generations yeah. for sure. It's a really special connection. But yeah. but yeah, that kind of like leads us into like so Chad, I know you, like we see pictures all the time of the girls like on your heels running through fields, putting up cameras, doing all the things. I know, man, like I, you just always take them off Morgan's hands. It seems like left and right. <laughs> just, it's well done. It's Girl, well done. Give up a little bit, please. She didn't, I don't know if she heard the <laughs> Like I am a great father, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, the year of the award is it's slowly coming out of my hands and, and just passing it's like, over. I feel to like Chad. it's just going right to Culpepper. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to fight. I'm trying to fight for it back now, but you know, uh, freaking goober. But yeah, so like, I mean, I we like we have ways that we try to incorporate our kids and just very simple things like putting cameras up, planting food plots, tilling the ground, yada yada yada, like all those things. Like, what are, like, how do you incorporate your girls in things? Because sometimes I feel like that looks really overwhelming to people, like, who maybe don't, like, take their kids and do that kind of thing. They're like, no, no, you got to hang back with mom. Oh, no, it's still, it's still overwhelming. No, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm just, like, that might look overwhelming to some people. So, like, how are some ways that you guys, like, incorporate them into those kinds of activities? Well, um, I think it started when they were really young, you know, I, it didn't start with them. It was always when they were super young, I would have to go with them because, you know. Right. But now they kind of go with him on their own. But when they were super young, he would come back, you know, whether it be a turkey or a deer. And he would get them so excited. Like, look what daddy has. Like, they would get so excited. So now it's that natural, like, I get to go with him and do this stuff. Mm -hmm. And like Edie, sometimes we have to like chill her out because you know going to school and saying i can't wait to kill something we're like oh my gosh okay so we're not the out. only we're living with a psycho also because he's like i can't like huck at two and a half he's like i'm gonna shoot that deer like that yeah. then he puts up his finger yeah. pistols That's yeah. exactly right. like oh it's so funny chad left for canada she's like i can't wait for dad to kill that big old bear we're gonna shoot him we're gonna shoot that bear. i was like Edie, you've got to chill out gotta chill little mama she had um she had purple day last week on Friday show and tell, oh, yeah. and she has a purple bow, a little purple bow, and she's like, "Yep, that's what I'm taking for show and tell." Oh, I love her. Like, yeah, we'll probably have to leave that at home. <laughs> that's a weapon, <laughs> sweetheart. Yes. You can take the bow; she just can't take the arrows. Right. Like, <laughs> I was like, well, maybe we take the string off. No, yeah. Getting an email. Yeah. She's like shooting pencil number twos across the room. But, Daddy showed me this trick. Um, you know, it's kind of like, it comes a lot with my faith too, and just the type of father that I want to be. And looking back on my past, like with Frank and how much those memories meant to me and how it developed me and shaped me. Um, those are what really are my driving factors besides just enjoying, really enjoying spending time with my family and the girls. Um, and you know, growing up and Jared, you might have the same thing, but you have two boys, but you know, as a man, you're getting towards the age of getting married or having kids, and you're like, I'm going to be a boy dad. I want to be a boy dad. I want to do baseball. I want them to go hunting with me. Well, and then we'd have two girls, and it's like, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it for the world because they're just as, as excited as I know I was at that age. But the one thing that really just really sets it off for me is the excitement that they get out of it. I mean, Edie... She still remembers the gas station we stopped at last year to get our snacks before we went hunting. I mean, every time we pass it, she's like, I want to go get my Pringles and I want to go get my orange juice and let's go shoot a deer. And I'm like, it's July. We can't do that yet. Yeah. You know, so it's just. I love the enthusiasm. Those things are really what now keep me going and wanting to do it. But before, you know, before I even saw the excitement and stuff, it's more or less just because 
I know what I missed with my biological dad, but what Frank stepped up and did for me, and I want my kids to have that type of figure in their life, you know. So that's really just what drives me to do it, to be honest with you. And, and now, you know, when they're, you know, maybe Edie might go turkey on youth weekend next week, next year, so we'll see. Um, she's still a little young, but we'll see how she can handle a gun and stuff like that. But then you're going to start really reaping the rewards of the time and effort that you're putting into raising your kids in this environment and, and starting to really make those memories, not just – hey, tag along with me and go check the cameras. Like, we're getting ready to get into some serious hunting, and I think Morgan's uh, got a rude awakening once we get, once they get older because I think they're going to be in the woods just as much as I am. But right. she probably will go along too. Yeah, I'll right. be able to go by myself then. <laughs> That's but true. Cause... Yeah, I want to be that family. Like, we're not obsessed, but I want them to, like, want to always be with us. So yeah. if we're taking them now, they're going to want to go when they're in their teens and their 20s and their mm-hmm. 30s. Oh, for sure. No, it becomes a, a good routine. Routine. A routine. He said it becomes a good routine. A routine. We love routines. No. The old R word. I love a routine. Just love a routine. <laughs> but, and because you do have girls, you don't have to worry about some, like, dud of a boy coming along being like, I'm going to teach you how to hunt. And she's going to be no, like, my no. mama t- and daddy taught me how to hunt. Kind of like Morgan and Chad. Kind of right? like Morgan good, and Chad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you heard the Marshfield Outdoors podcast? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom showed my daddy how to do that. Yeah. But it is, it's incredibly special. And I, I agree. Like, I don't know. Obviously, Rhett, I think his first hunt, hunting experience was two seasons ago. And it was like 30 minutes long. They sat in a ground blind like 200 feet away. I and- had way too much. Uh- I think his enthusiasm and excitement. His enthusiasm was what hyped Jared up. Oh, and I sure. was like, "We're gonna do it. We're killing." And he's gonna <laughs> and be all the. Rat... And then, like, he sat down. And he goes, ah. "So when are we done? <laughs> when like, did the deer show up?" I'm like, "Dude, I was like, mm-hmm. you didn't even like. There wasn't even a dent in the seat yet. Like, yeah, you got, like, we're gonna get there." And then, yeah, that maybe lasted like maybe all thirty. It was about minutes. thirty minutes. So he had a whole lunch pail of snacks that he just oh plowed through, and then we were done with the snacks, and they were done. Yeah. Uh, can I walk back to the house? Yeah. <laughs> You're not walking back. You right know, now, but. I don't. We don't really like giving our kids like the iPads and stuff like during dinners, and you know we try to interact with them as much as we can. But I will tell you with Edie. As much as she does like it, you know, like I said, I, I kind of have to train myself of, like, how do I make it fun and enjoyable for them? So, like, I would take the iPad and snacks and, and stuff like that. Say we're sitting for three hours. Well, it's tough for a kid to sit That's for a long time. That's a long time, yeah. And I don't, I don't need to sit that long. enjoy it. So, you know, I did incorporate that stuff in there while nothing was going on. And then, yeah. you know, we get towards prime time. I'm like, all right let's pay attention but you know the whole time i would we would still talk we would she would get up and look around but the one thing that i i don't think you'd want to do with i don't want to do with my kids is yeah, make who it, are you telling <laughs> I was no it's no, yeah you, you preach sir from preach. your perspective we get yeah like something you would want to do for your right. family well so what i wouldn't want to do with my girls is make it where they don't want to go back we're like right. man we spent like three hours and saw two deer right before dark that's not fun to me now and you know um with the podcast which i'm sure we'll get into later mike burnside was on last year what are you laughing at <laughs> he cracks me up he's like he's so like still podcast he's so like we'll get into that later oh, we'll oh i love i love podcast chad he yeah. keeps my thoughts organized <laughs> father chad is what i like to call him oh, oh. <laughs> so mike burnside is a um I call him Oklahoma's uh, favorite dad. Um, you probably have seen him on Instagram. I share a lot of his stuff, but we've become pretty good friends over the last couple of years. But Kenzie has some um, has a disability, uh, and she's in a wheelchair, and that's his daughter. And it's amazing. Like, if you want to give your kids an opportunity, and this is kind of what also drives me, you're going to find a way to give your kids an opportunity to spend time with them. You're not going to be a dud. You're gonna you're gonna spend time with them, get them into whatever you enjoy doing, and make them a part of your life. You know, and so that's what also drives me well. But Mike, you know, he's made or he's received and and gotten so many uh, different adaptive equipment, so much different adaptive equipment to help her hunt. You know, and she goes 
She shot elk. She shot all dead. She shot pronghorns. I mean, anything. She went noodling this summer. Oh and um, it's just I know, I know who you're talking about now. I've, I've, yeah. Yeah. And the one thing that he said in his podcast episode with me is that the, um, the opportunity, the trophy is in the opportunity. And, I mean, that's, like, stuck with me since that podcast is, like, it's not about the killing, especially for your kids when you're trying to get them into it. It's about the opportunity. It's about the experience. It's about putting them in that situation where they can enjoy it. So yeah. that that's kind of also what drives me behind the kids and, and the family thing in the outdoors. Yeah, that's that's really amazing. I have a, uh, a pretty uh, not-so-great story about myself taking red hunting. Uh, yeah. Which one? It's not my more. Um, it's not my most proud moment, but it was more of like uh, trying to get him to understand and see it. I was like, <laughs> well, I, and... I was feeding. I was like, this doesn't like, especially in our neck of the woods, oh, like Eastern Flyway, I know what you're like, tell. I know what you're things tell. like that. Like it just does not happen. And so I, I looked at the weather and I said, Hey, tomorrow's gonna be a good day. I can take ret <laughs> hunting. And you met Jason. Uh, you know Jason pretty well, yep. Jason Norris, and his brother. Had just gotten back from a deployment because his brother's also uh, he Coast also Guard. he's in the Coast Guard so yeah. he had just got back from I don't know he was like Bahrain or something it's crazy for a long time. yeah yeah so anyways they were they were back and I was like hey guys you know he's here I'm, Jason's like I'm gonna take my brother I like, what? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take Rhett. it'll be a good opportunity you know a couple set, sets of eyes on the kids like gotta have that anyways right so we go sit there and we get the decoy set up everybody good and. About five minutes before shooting light, it was like uh, old school, I don't know, video that you would have saw from like Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Ducks flying through the timber and all mallards. Every single one of them are mallards. <laughs> and they are just dumping into this little tiny hole. And this, and this stream that we're hunting is like three like little folding tables wide. Like mm-hmm. when they're there, they're just there. It makes no sense, but they... they I watch it every day, and when they show up, we we hunt it. So, anyways, they're just dumping. There's, and I think we we lost count. I'm like one, two, fifty, sixty. Like I'm like, oh my god, like this doesn't happen, right? I'm just going crazy once again, and uh, and I'm sitting there watching this and trying to keep my own red a little bit, watching the dog, watching the birds, just taking it all in. And I hear splash, <laughs> and I know I've. Obviously, everyone can't see me, but I did a nice arm-throwing motion. <clears throat> At that point in time, Rhett found a stick to throw. <laughs> and we were, like, right at legal shooting light, right? And I'm like, eyes start twitching. I'm like, mm, boy, don't. <laughs> and then another one. And, yeah, so, and, you know, like I said, not so proud moment. But, like, I, don't know, I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's applicable, right? Like, it, I, as much as I want to keep it fun and airy and do stuff, like, I mess oh, up yeah. myself. I there's, mess up. There, yeah, there's so, still some like there's some rules to the road. I so guess. Li- literally, I look at my phone. And I'm like, oh shit! All right, thirty seconds, guys. Thirty seconds. Those barrels are gonna be melting in a minute. <laughs> Stupid. Splash. <laughs> and I look over like over my shoulder, and I'm like, I will kill you. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I look over my shoulder. I'm like, dude. I say, please. I said, please, please, please. Just look at the sky. And he goes, yeah, I see dead ducks. I'm like. Doesn't care. Like this happens every time I hunt with you. Like I don't understand it. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, I see that ducks." And I'm like, "Dude, like, you don't see this that often." I said, "Please just enjoy the moment. For the love of God, please just enjoy it. Like watch it, right?" And so, anyways, uh, I think we shoot our first volley, and ducks are just falling everywhere. I think we're like trying to make sure we like our our hen to Drake ratio is good. And all of a sudden, they the whole freaking flock just turns right back into us and starts dumping again. I'm like, "All right, guys, get ready." And through, like, the eerie silence of watching, like, just listening to, like, duck wings and just and all that stuff, man, just going crazy, uh, I hear Jason go, boy, you better put that log down. I'm not going to court for you. <laughs> and, and I'm like, and I turn around, and I swear to you, Red had, like, a 30-pound log. He's like, top like, all right, 27 pounds. And he's getting ready to like chunk this big ass big log in <laughs> into the water, and I'm like, "Right up now." <laughs> Jared's back in that moment right now. I he's am. Like, I, I was about you, to, and I was about to lose it, and and all of a sudden, and like 
I, I remember like trying to get a video of like him putting it down because you know, at that very second I was pissed, so mad because we just talked about this. But then I was like, it hit me, and I'm like, dummy, fun, keep it fun, dude. Yeah. Like you know, you're, you're Jason. About, like you're, yeah, and then like so like, I I immediately tried to pull my phone out and, like to take a video to record like this monstrosity of a log that's bigger than him that he's getting ready to throw in the water, and I'm mm-hmm. like. And I couldn't, right? And then I and I'm getting like a few snapshots or Snapchat pictures or whatever it is. Snapshots. And, uh, there you go. <laughs> snapshots. I'm still worked up. Still, I'm worked up. But um, this was a, like a year ago. Yeah. But like, and, he, and he, there's like Jason like running in the background trying to get this log from Brett, and he, he's like, dude, he's like, I am not gonna go in the, the court trying to testify. Against for you your against, daddy. against your daddy, like <laughs> for trying to throw you in the water after this log. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's uh, yeah, rats, rats a handful. But there's things that I've learned, like uh, mm-hmm. so that, like I've, I've learned that, all right, just because it's probably one of the best duck hunting days you've ever seen on these coasts, like <laughs> sometimes you have to just let it be what it be, yeah. you know, and be okay with just shooting like too shy of a limit because your son was trying to hit him with a stick. Yeah, well, Brett was doing his part, you know. Uh, but you know, but so stuff, stuff like that, and uh, you know, I've learned. We talk about still hunting. Uh, I take him still hunting. After snacks are gone, well, we're gone, yeah. you know. And uh, but we may we may adopt the tablet one this year because I think he's getting to an age like he's six. He just turned six at the beginning of the month. Um, I think he's getting to a point where he can have some longer sits, but it's that attention span of like, you know, they just they're fidgety and they're boys. Like right. they just want to touch and feel and dig in the dirt and play with the leaves. Like. They're like our boys are salt of the earth boys. Like as long as mom are... stops packing snacks that make a lot of noise. I stopped that last year. Like, okay, I, I, quiet I, I look snacks. over and I go, "Hey, buddy, grab your snacks." He goes, "Oh, no!" Like, I might as well be like Cheeto bags. You know what I mean? No. Like, like halos, <laughs> boiled like, eggs. What do you do with that? <laughs> but uh, pack- I think that's the fun of it too is going through those situations because now like we're laughing about. It. Yes, yeah. I'm sure. In the next few years, I'm probably gonna have a situation where I have a, one of the biggest bucks I'll pro- maybe ever kill, or uh, yeah. you know, three gobblers strutting across the field to me, and they're looking out the blind, out the blind, looking at it. Like, and they're eating, or they're eating an apple. They're like, <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sure. apples. Apples are great. Pears, bring those to the blind. No, well, I-, I can see our youngest because she does this thing where. If she gets excited, she just automatically, like, squeals. But she tries to imitate Chad, which he does, like, this barking thing. Like, <laughs> You're a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's what we call him. Can, can we get a demonstration? <laughs> <laughs> so now she tries to do it. So I can just picture her, like, when she sees the turkey, she's she's doing that. And, like, <laughs> show dog coming for you. She's like, get him, daddy. You're like, and he's gone. <laughs> oh, it's going to be hilarious. But, you know, those are the moments I think, like you said, mm-hmm. they make you upset in the situation. Um, but just think of the opportunity and the, and the experience that you're having at the time and, and then going back over it like we are now. And just like, yeah. I mean, that's written. Me, like, I'm not sitting there for three hours without looking at my phone. Right. I would True. Go, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> You could be like uh, Jared's friend Elizabeth, who ha- runs the mm-hmm. rookie hunting page. She makes like jewelry while she's in there with like twine, like twigs and stuff like that. Like she yeah. put, she made a, a TikToker and she does. And I was like, heck, this is such a good idea. So last year I was sitting there and it was kind of like rainy one day. And I'm like, well, whatever. Um, and I just started like, like spinning myself a ring. I was so proud of it. But yeah. But yes, you're right. Like I'm not gonna probably sit there for like three and a half hours without looking at my phone. I'd be so bored. Like, the likelihood of me sitting anywhere deer hunting for over three hours, zero. Yeah, Jared's got no attention I don't do span. I'm I'm gonna hit that first light and last light. After that, how someone this big can stealth so hard and like be successful is like. See, I'm like, totally I opposite. I I'm not stealthy. No. I I do have patience though. Like none other. Like. I mean, like Job. I thought Canada, I had patience. Bear hunt. I mean, I sat for, I sat for seven hours, I guess, every day, and I, and one, two of the days I didn't have a seat in my trees. It was just like a wooden platform with a ladder, and I stood for I've stood for fourteen hours. Stop. So, yeah, no. Uh, well, you got you got so I got uh, I got no butt at all. I have a disease, so that's probably where you you can sit a lot longer than I can too. Oh, so. I got a donk. Yeah, a little more cushion. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. that's helpful, well, Jared. He was like getting like those people naked and afraid going crazy. Like he'd call me and every day it would just get a little weirder and weirder. Hey, <laughs> Chad, what's wrong? Nothing. And I'm like, why are you whispering? I don't know. <laughs> I just like, sat for a long time. This is the new me. Yeah. <laughs> You're a freak. You can't. I came back different. Yeah. <laughs> I saw things. Yeah. Things saw me. Yeah. No, uh, I listened to your. Um, I did too, by the way. Bear. Yeah. No, I listened to it first, though, for the record. Yeah. Um, your episode <laughs> on uh, your bear hunt. And so the, I, that's a good that's a good segue, though, into like this podcast you guys have created, which is so amazing. I mean, Chad, you do a really good job at hosting it and everything. And I, it's very, it's a very easy listen, uh, which is very cool. And you have a very diverse like group of people that pop on there. Um, so yeah, can you like tell us a little bit about your podcast and then how, like kind of how it came to be? Yeah. Um, so I've always wanted to be in the hunting space in some way. I never thought it would be in a podcast, to be honest with you. Um, I've always been into filming <clears throat> um, or photos or just stuff like that. I mean, 100 million other people are in the same boat, right? They like filming. They like the YouTube page now. But um, I guess it was two. It was dove, the dove hunt. That, two years that ago. That we did. Yeah. yeah. We were getting ready to do the dove hunt. And I said, Morgan, I was like, I think I really want to do... I think I really want to start filming hunts. And we had also killed some good deer over the last few years before this and, you know, really getting more successful with shooting turkeys with the bow and stuff. And um, I, I was like, I think that I want to, you know, start filming hunts. So she was like, all right, well, let's make a list. She loves a good list. And Chad loves a good idea. <laughs> I love a good idea. I, I always have. My brain goes 100 miles an hour. I love and, that. Uh, and then she puts it on paper. Good. So I come home and we start talking about it. She's like, all right, well, we need this, this, and this. And I was like, all right. And she's like, so where's this money going to come from? And we start talking about a budget and this and that. We needed a camera. We needed uh, we needed a computer to actually run editing software, which I did not know that it had to be a special computer to run soft, like a software program like that. Um, so anyway, we, we went ahead and did it. And uh, I'm super grateful that she kind of started walking down that path with me because, you know, when you start talking about spending money on a hobby or a, a thought, it, it becomes a hard thing for you it, know, it, to kind of Yeah, you, if you don't have, like, really good communication, it can get it can get fumbly and bumbly, I feel like. Right. you be a so, good salesman. <laughs> yeah. Well, he has, I mean, he has good ideas, but sometimes, I, you know, people might think, I have strong opinions, but sometimes I have to like reel him back in and say, okay, not feasible. Yeah. 50 ideas. Let's like take two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then let's do it. What are you laughing at? Because <laughs> your partner beside you is the exact same way. Yeah. <laughs> I have lots of ideas. I feel like you're describing, I don't know who I'm married to anymore. I'm, like... <laughs> I'm going to give you the business when we turn the camera off. Um, no, but I get it. Like it's, and it is hard because you're like, this would be cool and this would be cool and that would be cool and that would be neat. But it's like, what's feasible, what fits our family construct well, things like that. And what can we afford? But, what can we afford? While he's <laughs> making his list or no, while I'm making my list, I can see him I'm in my peripheral, like gazing up, just like picturing. All this stuff. I'm going to be on like the outdoor channel. Okay. I'm gonna can be, we cut this out? <laughs> I'm going to kill the biggest buck of my life. No, no, no. Morgan. It's in their blood because when Jared started the Bee Quackers, that was how the idea started. It's like, we're going to be on YouTube, man. We're going to be on the outdoor. YouTube's going to come down here and film us. Yep. <laughs> like, the sponsors. YouTube. The sponsors are just going to roll okay. in. Freaking, no. It's <laughs> I'm with Jet on this. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Is this a roast? <laughs> Where's Ashton Kutcher at? <laughs> Where's Ashton? So we started with that, and we started filming. And you know, the one thing that sticks out to me about that whole situation is, as much as I wanted to do it, when you get a camera turned on you and you go to do it, it's very tough. Like yeah. I was, I was just cold. Like didn't know what to say. I was awkward. I felt stupid. You know, people watching me. You know, thirty-two years old at the time, and I'm wanting to chase this dream of mine of whatever it is. Um, and Morgan, like, 
we were sitting at the water. That's this our spot. And we were she was sitting on the concrete and she just grabbed the camera and the tripod tripod and she was like, Look, if you want to do this, we've spent the money. Let's do it. Turn the camera on and it was like, Go. Let's and get like, yeah. that point on. But you know, that's the thing about like our family dynamic is you look back on that and it's because she encouraged me to do it. Whereas she didn't make fun of me like she's doing now. Mm -hmm. She didn't you know, <laughs> Well, you're established now. Yeah, we're right. good. Yeah. So, you know, and then we started filming. Well, so we filmed that whole day. And again, just like we do every year, Morgan will drive separate to the dove hunt. She'll come home to get the girls and I'll stay back and clean dove and, you know, see people off and this and that. When I get home, she's like, come in here, come in here, come here. And I was like, all right. So I get in the house and she had put together the whole, like she had edited the whole video from the whole day. Oh, that's great. And put music to it and like. We sat down, and it was actually um, – so that year we actually donated the money to Alan Skinner, his wife. That's my dad's really good friend who actually passed away of cancer that year. Um, and so we donated the money to his family for medical bills and stuff like that. And, like, she had, like, you know, in memory of Alan Skinner at the end of it and stuff. And, like, I just sat there and, like, cried at the end of it. Aww. I was like, That's this awesome. is exactly what I want. This is – you know, like, my dream! <laughs> Look at my dream girl. <laughs> That's so special, though, that but you, like, is. encouraged him and pushed him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so throughout the next few months, September into, I'd say, January, I, you know, really started getting into the Instagram page and trying to, you know, really push, uh, you know, content and stuff like that and really learning. I never even had an Instagram page before this, to be honest with you. And, you know, Morgan was helping me learn it and understand it. Well, the one thing that I've learned through um, my education and stuff like that and just different paths I've been on in my career is networking is a huge way to really get what you want out of things in life, whether it's a career goal or, you know, whatever. And I was like, you know what? Um, I don't know what this Instagram Live thing's about, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start talking to people through Instagram Live. And so I started hosting Instagram Lives and I actually had, you know, different people on and we talk and probably January um, that next year, I had a couple buddies like, hey, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? You're pretty much doing that already through the Instagram Live. Why don't you make a leap and do that? I was like, man, I've never even listened to a podcast. I don't want to do that. That's not for me. So then and we he started a podcast. Up, no, th then he walks upstairs and goes, I think I want to do a podcast. <laughs> well, no, but there's something to be said. Like that person, you don't, maybe you weren't as comfortable with that person to be vulnerable with them as you are with your right. wife to be like, this idea just got pitched to me like, what do you think of it? You know, more of like, yeah. what are your thoughts? Do you think it's feasible? So then we and went on another list. <laughs> okay, you made another list. Fun. We need, we mm -hmm. need this. We but need that. As soon as he did the podcast, like as soon as he was like, all right, we're going to do a podcast. That's when the first um, outdoor show, like you had only been doing the podcast for what? Maybe a couple months? Um, no, that's in August. The outdoor show is in August. So from February to August. Okay. So like six summer. months you had time yeah. to, yeah. We had done the podcast. Just, but yeah. Just six months. But so then I was like, okay, we're, we're going to do this. I thought you were pretty professional. Days. Yeah. You seem like, I was like, this dude is, he's got his stuff <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I, I guess I can act pretty good. And my wife puts it together a really good booth too. So no, your booth well, looked awesome. Dude, this it year, is so it was... awesome. That you have help with your booth yeah. from your okay. wife. Yeah, and then <laughs> I'm, I'm looking away. Uh, I, I'm just trying to short little jabs. Yeah, short just little jabs. Yeah, little pew pew pew. Yeah, yeah pew pew. Well, pew pew is what? I know better now, but I just wanted to use that. Yeah. So the podcast just kind of kept going, and um, more or less, it was more of a way for me to network. And mm -hmm. I would say last November, I had actually kind of taken a break from the podcast for through the rut and I was hunting and that's actually, you know, talking about your phones and stuff while you're hunting. That's actually where I really started digging into the Bible and my faith was last November. I'd been saved back in 2015. I'd been baptized in a duck swamp in North Carolina, but you know, through after that, I still had some rocky roads, different paths and stuff. And, um, you know, we can get into that later on too, but last year, episode two, episode two, <laughs> last year, really, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I really wanna dig into my faith. I really wanna like I've gone to church, I've looked at this stuff, but what is what is this about? And so every time I went hunting, I'd have the mobile app 
Bible app and I'd, I'd read. Yeah. And it just started really connecting me to the outdoors and to my faith. And it really gave me a course and a direction for my purpose through the podcast, which I do the Faithful Outdoorsman segment now. Um, but connecting people and men, not I mean women too, but I really see a disconnect with, with outdoors men and their family dynamic and their faith. And it's something that I felt like I was fine with being vulnerable and sharing through different podcast episodes I've had um, to help people understand and realize that through your faith, you can have all these things and still be a masculine, manly outdoorsman and still take care of your family and take care of your wife and, and, and be vulnerable and, and share your faith and, and bring other people to, to their faith and, and know Jesus. Um, and so, to be honest with you, that's really where this season came from, season three. And in January, I had Carson and Lindsay Corey on Final Draw TV, which we met at the show last year as well. Um, and at the end of the show, Carson asked me if I had a sponsorship for the podcast, I was like, no, I don't, what am I going to, like, I have, you know, I get like a hundred downloads an episode, like that's, I've never even reached out to people to try to think about that. I have a real issue with people giving me money or whatever it would be or products for mm. something I don't feel like I'm, you know, at that level yet. And um, he was like, okay, I understand. And he said, uh, and we kind of wrapped up our stuff, our conversation. He's like, you know, Lindsay and I are going to think about, you know, maybe sponsoring the podcast. And we'll talk about it. I was like, okay. The old me, before I really got into my faith, would be very impatient and really start kind of, uh, hey, Carson, uh, I'm just following up with you about the sponsorship. Yeah, where are we at with this? Yeah, instead I took three days. I took the next three days. It was a Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday. And I prayed about it. And I remember Saturday morning I got out of the shower and I had prayed about it that morning after I got out of the shower. And Carson called me at 12 o'clock. And he was like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, you know, whatever we were doing that day. He said, um, Lindsay and I want to sponsor your show. We want to be your title sponsor. And the whole time that I was praying about this, I was, I was like, God, you know, I'm, I'm giving this to you. Like, you know, this is a dream of mine. But this is supposed to be a direction I'm supposed to go on to lead people to understand who you are. I was like, put it in front of me. I Like, I don't. I can't be guessing. I and you know the Bible talks about really detailing and, and asking what you want, even though He knows what you need before you even ask. And so I really did that through my prayers. And and twelve o'clock on Saturday, three days, days later, it was we're going to sponsor your show. Let's talk about the next steps. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. And that's amazing. Lindsay and Carson doing that. Um, it's really helped develop. You're talking a lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good. No, keep going. No, 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 no. It's, I think it's neat. But it's really helped develop new friendships and new podcast episodes because they've helped get more people on. And Oh, and, heck yeah. Know. They have they have all the visibility. Yeah. Yeah. That's Very... been my podcast story so far. Yeah, no. no, no, no. It's good. No, I Like, we're incredibly inspired by your story. Um, So, like, kind of hearing... I didn't know like the, the, the journey of it. So, and I don't know if you did, um, but that's, yeah, it's very cool to hear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think so funny. Like you obviously came out for one of the beak whacker hunts and did like a yeah. podcast on site, which I think was part of the faithful outdoorsman series, yeah. right? You did. Okay. It's probably my second one, but it was my first yeah. one that was live in front of people. It was so cool get... though. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. so cool. And like, I don't know. I just think it's such like a special way to connect with people and everything. And I mean, like I said, it's been very inspiring for us. I mean, we're like taking a slightly different route with like our, our audience maybe, but I still just think this space, like it has so many, so many different like pockets that you can appeal to. Um, but yeah, that no, it's really cool. Yeah. It's been fun. We've enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it like I know we did have to have we had a little bit of growing pains when he started because um, I'm naturally again like the planner, the routine, mm-hmm. the list person. So I started um, doing his social media at first because he didn't know, yeah, know, like, you know, put up a post. So I started doing everything and I found myself like, you've got to do this, chat, like, you've got to post this day or you've oh got to do this. And then it was like, it kind of got to the point where I was upset about it all the time because 
I was like, well, mm-hmm. you don't want to do this, you know, like you really don't use this picture. Yeah, don't yeah. use these words. Yeah. Um, and I would say, oh, something you got to respond and da da da. And I slowly was like, if this is his passion and this is what he wants to do, I've got to let him do it. Like, I yeah, you have it. to kind of, yeah, you have to just turn it over. Yeah. Like yeah. push, you know, I can be helpful, you know, when he needs me, but if this is going to be his journey, I want to see him do it and not yeah. think at the end of it, well, I've just been dragging his feet the whole time, which yeah. I mean, he's taken this and kind of ran with it. I just kind of tag along and say, did you bring the napkins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, I definitely need my social media manager. So, so uh... I, I can, but like that, I totally get that. Cause when, I mean, Jared's still not like big on social media, like the bee crackers, like their social media pages, like just pretty like no frills or whatever. Right. But, and it's because of that, like we haven't yet found like a good, like rhythm for that. And for the longest time it was me doing the exact same thing. And finally I was like, listen, like if this is a hobby and I think we have that exact conversation, I'm like, this is a hobby that is okay. Like if this, if you work your regular job for the rest of your life and you're content with that, I, I support that entirely. And, but if you want to chase this hard, then you have to put in the effort, but I won't be, I won't be killing myself over it because at the end of the day, it's your passion and I will support you no matter what, but I can't do that. Cause at the time, like I was running my own business and my own business page and it was killing me, like killing me, like stressing about that, stressing about the bee cracker stuff. And I finally just had to say, like, this is not, this is not for me anymore. I couldn't do it. Or, you know, it was like with the kids. We want to keep, I wanted to keep it fun for him. And mm-hmm. not that you're a, a man child. You're not. <laughs> but, child. Man. You know, I, I, wanted it, I wanted it to be still fun for him. And I felt yeah. like it was getting to a point where it was not fun. Because I was like, I was putting expectations on him, on his dream. And then yeah. I had to be like, okay, chill out. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like, you're going to you're going to chase it as hard as you want to. And if you want to chase it as a hobby, then like, totally, that's fine. Like, it's okay to work a job and just have a hobby. But if you want to chase it for real, for real, then you like we as wives can only support and encourage like we cannot push, in my opinion. Um, And that was something that like we had to come to terms with also. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's hard. Like, being intertwined in business with your spouse like and then all the other things right like you have children and you have jobs and you have all all the things to think about oh yeah yeah and then the money that comes like goes in the, the mm-hmm. i was like so what are we doing with this what are we doing with that Jeff's mm-hmm. like, it'll be fine and yeah like, it'll all work out well and same for us the like, write-off people will take care of it the, <laughs> not until probably two years ago when we had our first like banquet dinner did the beekwackers start paying for themselves? So like for like four or five years, we foot the bill for everything. And I'm like, Thank you. I was Thank trying you. not to hold any like resentment or anything like that. Cause I'm like, this is a good thing, but I'm like, this is a lot of money that we are spending. Like that Jared and Katie are spending to keep this afloat. And so when, and I pitched the idea of a banquet dinner, cause I was like, it's a good way to generate money. We can do an auction. Like, and then maybe that'll get us it like off our plate financially. And it did. It worked wonderfully. Um, and I do feel like that was kind of when the stress started to get relieved of like the just the financial strain that it was putting. Because it's like, I don't want to say no to your dream, but I also don't want to pay like thousands well, no. of dollars a year to take other people hunting. Like, I love that. But I just we can't afford that. COVID didn't do us any favors. I don't want to blame COVID on everything. But uh, we started right before like we got really hot and heavy in doing the the veteran hunts. Like literally the the year before COVID started, and uh, and I feel like it if did. It COVID, kind of killed COVID the never, fire. COVID never came around. I'd probably be sitting on a couple thousand acres on a fat stack of money with oceanfront property. You know, yeah, yeah. no, no, but, no. But so, in all seriousness, though, like I do feel like that took the like the wind right out of my sail. Like it went from us. Like I feel like that year was like we were just. Rocking and like, rolling, rolling like it was everything I wanted it to be, and then some. And I'm like, I'm like, and we're gonna keep mm-hmm. growing, we're gonna get better and bigger. And then COVID was like, Skirt. you know, yeah, ripped it right Pretty out from much. underneath me. And then, and then it was, and then it really was just like, hey, we're gonna put on what, like two hunts a year, yeah. And even then, I had to beg 
certain people to come out to hunt. Not really big, but you know, be like, hey, this is what we're doing. Like, oh well, I don't know. I'm like, yeah. dude, we're gonna be outside in a duck blind or yeah. you know, in a field, whatever. It's really difficult that year. And you know, and we still did the same premise that we did now. Is like, you know, we pay for food, the drinks, and your licenses, lodging and, and licensing, your lodging. We, it, but that and... came from our pocket, and we had there was no other shows going on or no other. Other than like Inst- Instagram and Facebook or whatever, and we've getting... never been big on like we have a website, but like we've never been like we've never pushed that hard because it's like right. I mean it's just I don't know sometimes it seems but like your website's silly. really nice and the banquet is amazing. Yeah, the so banquet. I'm glad is... you made it. Yeah, that that was the banquet this year. Make sure you're there next year because it's yeah. great. I think yeah. we, should... <laughs> we we I think that we should... let me, uh, let me make a list. I think we should <laughs> live, uh, have a live band next year. Oh my gosh! Uh, Marshfield Outdoors is uh, paying for the band. <laughs> DJing? No, we are the band. You oh, are the oh, band. Okay. Oh man, so Morgan can paint and sing. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, I expect sing. to see a painting. I expect to see a painting on the, at oh, that yeah, auction. You can do that. <gasps> yeah. Well, hold on. Time out. I we got to give her plenty of lead time for that. That is not something you can whip up in like a week. So and we gotta. You know, if you need. You need some inspiration. I need to like lay on the couch or something like you know on Titanic. I can do that. Evans. There you go. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just Jared and Chad laying on a couch together with their guns. Yeah. yeah. That would sell for sure. What nightmares wow. are made of? Yeah. yeah. No, you I would have, you would have to have the banquet for like the next four years because you'd have everything covered. Yeah. <laughs> just from that one painting. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. You're so funny. <laughs> like. Better. Oh no, it's cool. It's cool. Guy's poking I, me under the table. He's like, "All right, she's hit her limit. She's gonna get crazy." No, 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 no. I, hush. So one thing we're trying to focus on is trying to maybe find some like words of wisdom or words of advice for couples that are trying to get into the outdoors together. Because I know, like, if we just look at like our group of friends, like Jared and I are the only couple that like do this together. Like he goes more than I do, obviously, but like. I genuinely enjoy it. I love that it are, we're raising our kids this way, like as a family. Um, so what is, what is like a piece of advice you would give to a, a man or a woman trying to like bring their family up in the outdoors? Well, I'll actually give the piece of advice to the men. Um, I know that it seems like, oh, you're taking your significant other, your girlfriend or your wife or whatever hunting. So you like, you know, I call it princess hunting, where they're really not there hunting with you. You're kind of like showing them. But if you, if the when Chad kind of changed and I was his hunting buddy, just like he would go with Ben or Jared, that's mm-hmm. when it changed for me because I felt like, okay, this is my thing too. I'm not just like the passenger princess, like along for the ride, eating the snacks and like, oh, good job. It was, mm-hmm. this is our thing together. And that's what really changed for me. So Treat your girl. I know all girls don't like this, but treat your girl like your hunting buddy. Yeah. No, I 100% agree with you. Like, they're sending you pictures from the camera, and they're, like, they're just really involving you. They talk to you like you're one of the guys, which is, like, yeah, maybe that's not the most popular thing, but I know I do appreciate that. I'm, like, okay, he, like, he knows I'm, like, learning my stuff. Like, he can talk to me like a bro. Like, I like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, and, I mean, I think the biggest piece of advice I would give, and I've kind of hit on it a little bit, is just give them the opportunity. Give your mm-hmm. wife the opportunity, your girlfriend the opportunity to go with you and experience it. Um, you know, like I was saying in the beginning, I, I try to put a lot of effort into preparing for it. Like if I know Morgan, you know, has got a new bow and she's got a babysitter for opening weekend, it might look like I'm putting a lot of preparation effort for myself, but this is really because I want her to enjoy the little bits of time that she does have in the woods because I do go a lot. I get to go hunting, you know, as much as I want to be honest with you, but um, make sure they have an experience and especially with your kids, if you have kids and, and you're trying to get them involved, I would say make sure that they have an experience and an opportunity just to go and make it fun for them. Um, it's really the, the advice I would give. Yeah. I love that. That's really sweet. Okay. We like that. I can appreciate a man that puts in the hard work for when his wife is able to go. Yeah. That <laughs> I mean, she is... gets to reap the reward. All right. Instead of being like, "This is what you guys do all the time—just sit out here and watch squirrels run by." 
what is it that like Theo Vaughn audio where he's like, you just up at camp with your buddies, you and Derek, <laughs> like you just hanging in the woods together. I'm yeah, like, that's how it is. Yeah, yeah. haven't showered in a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so can you tell the people where they can find you on social media and whatnot, and if they you know want to reach out and get in contact? Yeah, um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Marshfield Outdoors. Um, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, we also have an uh, email address, marshfieldoutdoors at gmail.com. Uh, we're pretty responsive. I know we get a lot of people in the Insta- uh, Instagram messenger. And your Those DMs. DMs. They're DMs. sliding into our DMs. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah we, we try to get um, – I try to get be pretty responsive to people um, that message on that. And it can be anything. It can be about your faith. It can be about men and outdoors and, and their faith. It can be about getting your kids and, and wife and family into the outdoors and hunting with them. And um, it can be about being on the podcast. Uh, we put out an episode a week. Uh, you can find that on um, all pretty much all podcast platforms: iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, um, YouTube. If you go to the Instagram page, there's a link tree that I made, and it'll take you to everything. That <gasps> all there of the go. things. Oh, but don't forget to like first, like and follow, like and follow Marshfield Outdoors. Right. Yes, so, love that. Yes, that's where you can find all of our content, and we're on TikTok here and there. <laughs> You're on the TikToks. Nice. Nice. The Tic Tac's awesome. Okay, guys. Well, we so appreciate your time. And yeah, we look forward to all of the things between now and the next time we see you guys and we get to hang out with you guys and hunt with you guys and or yes. just have dinner. Look forward to it. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.